Moncrief on News Talk with Avant Money. Money when you need it with Avant Money credit cards. Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Thanks very much. Very welcome back. Tomlin with you. Uh, News Talk 106 208 5206 for your texts or emails to afternoon at newstalk.com. Uh, just some of your emails. But I can't really see a consensus coming on how you feed your dogs. That, that's really because the one man we talked to saying like a vegan diet, he didn't say they were happier dogs, by the way. He just said they were healthier dogs. Uh, my dog flatly refuses to eat if there's no meat mixed into it. Their dog will still be there. The food will still be there hours later. They would rather starve with my dogs. His research seems to be missing a lot of details. What breeds is he looking at? Some can't manage how rich modern uh, dog food is. Long-term health and energy levels, feeding techniques, too much rich food at a young age causes a lot of health issues and bone issues later in life. My dogs are 11 and the mother lived to be 15. They're all working collies. Yeah, there's a lot to it, you know. And I didn't see the research to know whether it's a range of dogs uh, and stuff. So there's a lot of questions still there. But, but there is one thing. The vegan dogs were going to the vet less often so you know there's one thing we can all identify with vet bills (laughs) right Um, it is now time for so you think you're an adult and I'm very happy to say uh, Declan Buckley and Barbara Scully are joining That's us in the studio. That's me you, Barbara. That's me and you. On the dog thing, I'm sitting here trying not to I interrupt you in the middle you're of that. Like yeah, my brain was nearly exploding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dogs, first of all, will eat anything. Yeah, I mean, literally, I before I came out, I was pulling a peg, like a plastic clothes peg out of my dog's mouth. Yeah. They have no sense. I'm yeah, but Barbara, they're not no supposed to eat plastic No, I yeah, know, but they, they're not that fussy. Uh, but <laughs> they're I think not that bright either. Barbara. They're not bright. No, obviously they're not bright. Now, cats are a different matter, but dogs aren't that bright no and actually I would seriously I don't I think my dog my dog is still on like because he's only young he's on like really expensive like kind yeah. of make them grow fabulous bones dog food that costs a lot of money and we have to order it and the man delivers it and I think it comes from Germany so I'm sure that's not really good so I think you'll have to go on the, the yeah no I would definitely consider a vegan diet and all our cats were on no they weren't on vegan they were on dry food as opposed to wet yeah. food and then we one of them had a bit of a nervous breakdown and we put them back on wet food which is disgusting a nervous right? breakdown Long only story, a, scale father. Only a cat could have a nervous We had a cat down. on Cat Valium because cat it was extremely Valium. stressed by one of our other cats. Yeah. I'd say that would be a great night out, the old Cat Valium. Oh, I've. Sh- like, yeah. Meow, lads, meow. <laughs> only you could think of that. Um, <laughs> Not only me, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening thinking, oh, I wonder what that Cat Valium gives See, you a buzz like. Dogs have none of those issues. The idea of a dog on Valium, not a chance. All um, they do is they, they run after cars. They do they make they make bad life. I have decisions. to say the cat valium <laughs> didn't work. Um we Did had a, we had a, we had a cat who was um a very obese cat and he was great. Except he just had these brain flips every so often where he'd attack somebody, usually not somebody in the house. Like he'd bite somebody. He bit my mother once when she was feeding him when we were away. Um, came out, came home from holidays trying my mother's trousers on her washing line. And I, I had to ring her and go, why are your trousers on her washing line? And she said, your cat attacked my leg and I bled so much I had to wash the trousers and hang them out of the laptop. Your cat you say cat? Yeah, this was the cat tiger. we had to have on the, on the Valium. That's what oh, I was yeah. thinking. It's, yeah. Maybe it's not really a cat at all. <laughs> and it's, it needs to be medicated because yeah. you're missing. That's a bit of a catch-all name, really. Yeah. But there was a bit of a disaster because I was meant to be giving him a quarter of a Valium and the Valiums were tiny and my kids were small at this stage trying to cut Valium into tiny bits to give to the cat and they were flying everywhere and I was convinced the kids would be on Valium. So in the end, what we decided was if somebody was coming into the house, we'd give him a whole Valium. 
Oh, so we were having a kids' God. party, and we gave this cat a whole value. The cat went into a coma for about <laughs> Oh my God, Barbara! Hours. We're on air right now, Barbara. We are, you're going to get cancelled. Kids all arrived for the party with their parents, and there was this. He was obese as well. This huge, big, fat cat with his tongue hanging out, absolutely on the out table. cold on the back of a sofa, and people were going. Is that cat all right? We're going, yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's not dead. No, he's not dead. He's fine. And he woke up afterwards. I don't don't know what to say. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Don't don't get me on the the subject. All of your wildlife friends and followers are going to be like, kind of. Sorry, the vet gave me the Valium because they needed to do behavioral modification with him. And we were trying to do. Modify it. It didn't work. It cut into something else. Despite everything you've just said, I'm going to look for your advice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. On a real life issue involving humans. (laughs) Firehead. Holy moly. Um, I am married with two kids. My wife is still going through some pregnancy related issues five years later. Our sex life is non existent, which I've dealt with for five years, but I'll admit it's getting very hard to deal with more and more. Even cough, cough. Some heavy petting isn't on the cards anymore. Oh, God. I'm 37 years old. I'm struggling. She has an attitude of, if she doesn't feel like it, why should I? I need some help. Maybe I'm being selfish. Certainly um, how I may feel on the issue. But maybe I need to consider our future. It's a heavy enough one for you. And uh, Heavy petting. Serious enough. Heavy petting is a phrase I haven't heard. It was the kind no. of things that was in the books that you were given by your mammy to tell you about sex. But back in the 70s, this guy's only 37, you yeah. know. Heavy petting. Mm. Yeah, I haven't heard of it in a long time. No. It was like the priests would warn you that heavy petting would yeah. lead to something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, another word. Yeah, what's the other era. expression that the kind of religious people use for, in Ireland about, you know, when you get a bit frisky with the with point someone. of no return was well, the one that yeah. used to haunt me. It's like, what Don't did lead you get men to? to the point of no return. <laughs> Where's yeah. that? that, that like, yeah. We were told that in school <laughs> and that it was your fault. But whatever oh he said, it was your fault. Well, there you go. Because you'd led him there to the point. Go. This okay. poor fellow, though, I, wishes, I think he wishes he could get to the point of no return. No. Well, heavy petting than your fat cat on value and tell us. <laughs> what do you think, Barbara? We're, yeah, we're all ears. We're <laughs> all, yeah, I want to hear what you okay. think. Okay, all right. Well, first of all, like, I do feel sorry for this guy. Yeah. Like, five years um, is a pretty long time in a relationship, yeah. you know, to go without having any sex. So he definitely has an issue. But my problem is that the thing that I couldn't get beyond was what he said in the very first line when he said that uh, his wife is still going through pregnancy-related issues yeah. five years after giving birth. So what does that mean? Because... You know, this is kind of very um, important in the context of this problem. Mm. Like, is he talking about pregnancy? Is there a physical problem resulting from the pregnancy Mm -hmm. that has resulted in her either not wanting sex or not being able to have sex or whatever? Um, And if there is, then is she getting that looked at? Is she having help for that? Is she is is it getting addressed? It would be a very long time. I I think think he's dealt with the fact that their sex life is non. I mean, this is all probably slightly exaggerated. I don't think he's saying that they've not had sex for five years. I think. Is that what he's actually well, he's saying? No. Non-existent. no sex for five years. Well, I think her, her issues seem to date back five years, but it's, it's become non-existent. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is, obviously, is that the issue that he's relating to could be not a physical issue, but an emotional or a psychological issue. Mm. Um, I mean, she could, again, five years is a long time to still have, although I'm not an expert, still have postnatal depression. But if there was an element of that at the beginning and it wasn't addressed, you know, habits form and, you know, that could, he needs to get, in other words, to the root cause of what has changed. Because five years later on, 
is too long. I mean, you know, obviously most he's women after you've given birth. Yeah. Yeah, he's only 37. Yeah, but sure, it wouldn't matter if he was 37 or if he was 67. It's still a long time to be going without any I sex. Know, and if you're 67, has... you might be able to, you know, I don't know. No, Tom, go easy, you know. 37, <laughs> go on, um, yeah. But I guess, I guess... What Some I... people haven't started at 37. Yes, exactly. Some people yeah. haven't started at 37. Yeah. Well, in the old days, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you can wait. You might have been saving yourself. I just think it's very young. No, it's very young. He definitely <laughs> has a problem. But my issue is that he has to be like his last line was, maybe I need to consider our future. I think he needs to consider what is happening with his wife. Yeah. First, before he starts considering the future, you have a responsibility and a duty as a partner to kind of try and he hasn't mentioned that now maybe he's done all that but it ha- he hasn't mentioned it in the letter it's the thing to me that I can't get beyond is that have you you know have you and your wife sat down and worked out what is the problem is it physical is it psychological is it emotional or is your relationship broken down because it doesn't sound like it is he hasn't said anything else yeah. that would make me think the relationship is broken down so his responsibility is you know I do feel sorry for him I hear what he's saying but he needs to put the focus back, I think, off himself and back onto his wife and try and help her and perhaps get some professional help if that's needed to work out what the problem is. Yeah. What do you think, Declan? No, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think I think that first line really kind of jumped out about, yeah. about you know, because the, the, the vagueness of it. Now, obviously, maybe the writer didn't want to go into the details because mm. because the letter is essentially about how he feels and his needs and... Um, how his wife and I'm quoting this has an attitude of if she doesn't like it then why should I which again to me is that what she's really saying I mean this, I, I'm feeling there's a lot of euphemism going on in this like, there's a little bit of exaggeration going on there because maybe what she's actually saying is, is that it's painful mm. or I have trauma or I don't want another baby or whatever it is yeah. she's saying that there's too much in this that's not, that's not actually yeah. being said Yeah, and too often people in their intimate relationships want to go the easy route of action without communication. They want to get to the heavy petting without yeah. I mean, the soft oh, God, petting. Jake, just before you said that, I was going to say, do you see the way he gets very kind of psychological and yes. very philosophical about yes. these things, yeah. which I really admire. And then he says heavy petting and blows yeah. the whole I know, thing out. I, I found myself again. going down like kind yeah. of a, you know, a spoof like <laughs> sociological thing. I don't know. Don't, don't pretend to be that today. But it is that kind of thing of like, you know, if if you're not going to be aware, like consciously aware of, of what is going on in the dynamic of your relationship, then you're basically throwing the whole thing to chance. And yeah. the chance can be that she's not into it. And you know what I mean? It can be, can yeah. be that you're not going to get what you want because you're just expecting the, the whole thing to turn up to be the way that you're, you want it to be. Cause, yeah. And in some general sense, that's because... There's an entitlement to expect your conjugal You're, you're absolutely right. And the whole thing of pregnancy related issues, like that's like, you know, woman's problems. Like what? You know, they're his Everyone, problems all, as well. All the listeners are trying to work that out. What, what, you know, this What's husband yeah, needs to help his wife yes, and get exactly. over himself. His wife possibly had a traumatic birth. She exactly. Had, uh, PTSD. Personally, I had huge issues. I live with chronic pain as a result of birth. My husband is patient and amazing. Uh, another listener says this poor woman is possibly in pain during sex because of an epis, uh, 
epistomy, is it? Or something Episiotomy. Like that? I'm glad you said that. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is so, all that. It's about that whole thing of like, you know, by not talking about things, we were kind of joking and laughing earlier on about the nuns and, and about how sexuality was a diff- different thing in, in Ireland gone past, which meant we didn't speak about so many. Yeah, it was yeah. the unspoken about. But this is actually maybe a lot of us are not talking about the technical the part of it. We were told about sex when we were small. Like, you know, it's, we've a, as a nation, I think we've a big, long way to go about dealing with things like this we properly, do. you know. And it's also about talking about the technical side of it, that yeah. the actual, you know, the mechanics of it can sometimes cause yeah. side effects which are pain or or related trauma or whatever it is I don't want to be touched whatever it is that it, it's is going on for this person that it's it, if it's a physiological or if it's a psychological yeah. thing it needs to be He's he's he, he he's sliding into feeling sorry for himself. Yeah. And he needs um, to. Also, don't don't two kids there, and I'm trying to work out. You know, the issues are five years ago, so the kids are probably what seven and eight or you know young. So yeah. a lot on her plate to begin with. I'm wondering maybe if listeners listening uh, have had similar issues and have worked through them some way, mm. and maybe can offer some advice. So five two hundred six for your text on that, and we will return to it. Um, on to the next one now. I'm about to retire, and I think it might put my marriage on the rocks. Is this <laughs> listener? My husband and I have been married forty years and quite happily so he retired two years ago but he's never really settled into the quiet life he says he feels he doesn't have a purpose now and I feel he's become a different man he is rarely in good form he drinks much more frequently though never to the point of utter drunkenness and to be honest he's not as interesting Uh, now the thing that worries me is that I am due to retire also and I really don't want to be home with him I'm ready to finish working but I'm very concerned about how our marriage will survive the two of us being into each other's pockets day in day out yes indeed there's, there's a lot. Of, I, I kind of swung between one side to the other as I was reading this because um, I get it. They, they're as people, our work lives take up so much of our time that when you remove that element out of your identity, y- you can quite easily feel that you're like a shell of the person that you were. And most people who go through the the the, the, the change into not the change, change, <laughs> the change, the change. The it's change. called menopause now. Declan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pl- plug your book. Um, <laughs> Um, it's about the, 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 the life change from being busy with work and having a lot to talk about your job and your work to not having that element and not feeling as responsible, as important, as fulfilled. And also, you know, the, he's not as interesting as he was. His wife is almost like tell, saying that he, he's telling the truth, that he's saying he doesn't yeah. feel great. He feels like he's less of a person. She's even backing up going, he's not mm. as interesting as he used to be. So it's, he's obviously going through a, a difficult change in 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 life setup she's about to go through that herself shortly and it'll be interesting to see how she makes that yeah. change and i think ultimately it could be a potential positive thing for both of them because they're both going to have to reinvent their existence and work out ways in which they can fill their days with stuff that they do find interesting that they do find fulfilling and maybe he needs her to be around with him in order for him to make that particular mm. change. Um, I, I think that the thing about the, the the barber with the drink, I don't know whether he's actually really drinking loads or whether or not she's like, I'm, I'm, it's a school night for me and you're tucking into yeah. the Cabernet Sauvignon. No more school nights you know, for him. It's like, but that's, he's retired, get over it, give him a chance. <laughs> um, and maybe that's his hobby. Or maybe it's not, I don't, I don't know, I'm being a bit facetious there, but the reality of it is that when she's not working and she doesn't have that responsibility of getting up in the morning to go into the office or whatever it is that she does, she's going to be in a situation where she is also like him and going to be re-evaluating who she is as a person. And it's really down to them whether or not they can find something that they both 
bond and share. Trying to remember what what they were interested in each yeah, other. Yeah, in the yeah. first place. Or, or yeah. even create ways because people change and and lives change and it's life is always about re. Uh, m- m- configuring yourself to fit your new circumstances and your new body and whatever it is as you move on <laughs> through life. And if you don't manage to do that, you find yourself either being a bit cranky about your yeah. new existence or being a bit bitter about the change and how you're not where you used to be when you were 20. And, and that's all sad and it's, and it's not, and it's, it's a waste of time because what you're doing is you're, you're losing the opportunity to make the most of the moment. And I think really for this woman, she sounds like she's saying to herself, I'm ready for this. He's making a mess of it. I think that's what's really interesting about this is that I think men and women have quite a different um, thing to deal with when it comes to retirement because men tend to, you know, their, their, their work life tends to go in a straight line. In, in a single trajectory and their work in my experience tends to become very much part of who they are you know they identify very much with the yeah. fact that Brian they are a, a radio presenter yeah. or a yeah. bank manager or an accountant yeah. that's who they are yeah. they also don't ever have like women's uh, career paths tend to be more meandering because of the fight of our biology Maternity. because we stand yeah. out to take we step out very often to have children we may step back from our careers we go sure. sideways sometimes we don't want to go sideways but that's another and inherent issue. sexism in the system exactly yeah. all of that yeah. but it does mean that when it comes to retirement I think women are better prepared because they've had that all that change all the way through that men have never had and I think again there should be a kind of preparation for retirement Absolutely. you know because I think very often yeah. one day somebody's working and the next day they're not and you do have that huge thing I mean I remember when I retired from paid work to be at home with the kids <laughs> like that whole thing I went in to get my because I had a company phone and then I had to get my own phone I remember being in the Vodafone shop and the guy filling in the form said what's your occupation and I was like um, oh I oh, I don't know I was this but now mm. and I didn't know so that's like even worse when yeah. you don't have when I, I could say well okay I'm a stay at home parent I'm a full time parent or whatever so um, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a real difference here but the other thing is and the other thing that I think plays into this is that we live in a really ageist society mm. which also says that as you get older you're actually less useful um, you're less powerful and all of that which I've written about in my new book did I mention my new book? <laughs> um, I there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm my just book brilliant. is psychic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you're still lucky enough to have yeah. your health and these two people sound as if they do the next chapter could potentially be the, one of the most exciting and enjoyable when they have a bit more money the mortgage paid the kids are gone yeah. and they're now retired um, so you know I think they she needs to change her attitude of saying like oh I'm now retired and I think I'm going to chuck him in because I don't yeah. want to be looking at him all day every day change your attitude that's what we're saying and, plan, you, my for what, and yes. plan for what you want to do next like yeah. what you said there is a and reinvention it doesn't have to right. totally encompass him it doesn't have to be her plans for her retirement don't have to be yes. I'm joining the golf club because that's what Roger likes so he and yeah. I are going to be down there no but part of your existence you're married yeah. you know you're either going to have to make that work or not So and share the dreams that you have Some with each other yeah. Yeah. do you know yeah. of what way you Sounds see like uh, start talking is part of the, the deal yeah, there God, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, five two hundred six for your own advice. And um, we're gonna have a quick break, and then a, 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 a person whose boyfriend, all her friends say he's absolutely obnoxious. Oh my word! Moncrief on News Talk with Avant Money. Money when you need it with Avant Money credit cards. Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. You're very welcome back. Tomlin with you standing up a show on today. 53106 for your text or emails to afternoonnewstalk.com. Declan Buckley and Barbara Scully here setting the world to rights in the slot which is called So You Think You're an Adult? 
question mark. <laughs> yeah. Just want to think. <laughs> yeah, just want to underline that. In advance of a text <laughs> which has come in. Oh, no. Oh, right. Brace yourself. I have to grab my MAs in my bag in religious studies. Carry on with the questions for now. I've been dating a guy for just over a year and the last few months my friends have told me they don't like him. They think he's obnoxious and arrogant. They only see him when we're out for a birthday celebration or for drinks. And it's always a group setting, so it can be a bit loud and rowdy when all of us are together. I always thought this was just us having the crack. Uh, They don't see his quiet, kind, considerate side that I see. I know I shouldn't care what they think, but now I'm dreading the next time we are all together. I don't want to tell him what they think because I don't think he would uh, change who he is. Do I have to choose between my friends and my boyfriend? There's a hand Oh, God. This one's friends are brave, aren't they? I mean, we've all experienced situations, I'm sure, where a friend or a sibling or somebody has a new uh, boyfriend or girlfriend and, and, you know, we don't really like them for whatever reason, but we kind of, it's not our business and it's not our choice, so we kind of staged on which is usually the safest option but these friends are, have all the opinions but they think he's obnoxious and arrogant is kind of very specific in other words is he obnoxious and arrogant like has he done something that is obnoxious or has he kind of offended people in a serious way um that needs to be addressed and that, like i just think it's very it's not like oh he's a pain in the arse or he's too loud or he's messy when he gets drunk he's obnoxious and arrogant to me is I, I wonder like what did he do that they he must have done something that makes them think that. Um, so that would be the first thing I would say. And if he has done something kind of very offensive or obnoxious, well, then, you know, she needs to look at that and, you know, he needs to look at that and perhaps make an apology or whatever. If and she says that um, and I mean, it isn't their business and she shouldn't have to choose, but these are her friends. And if she doesn't want to have to choose between the friends and the boyfriend, then she needs them to see this other side of him that mm. she has described as being considerate and kind. And um, quiet. So, and, and quiet. Yeah, like that doesn't tally that doesn't tally with the obnoxious and arrogant at all. So you know, maybe she should arrange an afternoon tea <laughs> or a lunch where there isn't quite so much drink involved. Yeah, you'd wonder, perhaps. does she not see it? Would she not see it when she's out with the friends that he's not being himself? That, well, that... that's what I'm wondering. Like, it, to me, I'm kind of like what I'm picking up is that maybe he was obnoxious and arrogant. Yeah. And then that needs to be addressed because drink isn't an excuse for being obnoxious and arrogant, you know. Um, but she needs. So if he's done something that he should apologize or make amends for, that needs to be addressed. But then she also needs to expose her friends to this other side of him that apparently exists in order that they can continue along her having her yeah. friends and her boyfriend. Yeah, the, the the apparently exists, you know, side of thing because, you know, you, you might think that in the close intimacy of your relationship that that's actually a personality trait when in fact it's just two people snuggling under a duvet. It doesn't mean well, hey, that, yeah, yeah, you true. know, you're no longer obnoxious and you're no longer arrogant. I think also, and you said it really well because what you said was her friends are very brave and they seem to have all the opinions. And often what happens is when you have a a group of opinionated people or people who are forthcoming with their opinions, when another person comes into that dimension, they might feel that they need to participate and share their opinions and get a little bit kind of discussion slash argumentative, whatever, which can often read as being arrogant and obnoxious. And in my own experiences, most of the time, the people who think other people are arrogant and are obnoxious are people who don't like having their opinions challenged. challenged. 
yeah. messed with or challenged. <laughs> so I think there's something going on in the dynamic yeah, is, of the yeah. friends and what is going on and how it's happening. The, 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 the writer can see that her, her partner isn't always like that. But I think what he was trying to do was match the situation. Whether he did it right or wrong is not what I'm talking about now because yeah. it sounds to me like he, he read the room wrong and he also didn't think of the consequences of winning the argument on whether or not capitalism is a bad system and instead made people feel like he was an arrogant, yeah. obnoxious idiot. So he ruined the social moment yeah. and that isn't smart and a lot of people make that mistake all the time. So I think from her point of view, she just, I do think that she needs to get to the bottom of exactly why the friends made the evaluation that they did yeah. and tackle that issue rather than the judgment. Yeah. Is yeah, it no. a bit like he's auditioning for them? That the, you know, but people do that all the time. They yeah. want to appear like they're engaging, the that is, they're though, fun. Again, I just find the choice of words that if the friends have said obnoxious and arrogant, they're fairly strong. Like they didn't and just I say think... he's a bit loud or he's a bit like, you know, over the top or he's a bit of a pain on the, the ass. But most of the time when you flip that around, somebody is arrogant and obnoxious because they made me feel lesser or they were overwhelming me or they, were, they weren't attuned to my sensitivities or my needs or whatever it is. So again, it's all very circumstantial or situational. It depends on what was going on at that moment in time. What what was he saying? What were they talking about? Yeah. Was he talking about something he knew nothing about? Was he talking about something he did know something about but they just didn't feel it was an appropriate uh. time to be sharing his, you know, man knowledge or whatever was going on? Because yeah. it's all about it's all about but isn't it interesting that the last line again, metaphor for how the world is today, do I have to choose between my friends and my boyfriend? Like that's no, the ultimate. Don't. No, you don't. And you, you your don't. friends like are really important. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're all not not the answer to anything. Yeah. No, exactly. It's not reality yeah. television. It's your life. You don't yeah. Yeah. Oh she should God. run a mile, says the listener. Sounds like he, he's getting rid of her friends. No, he isn't. He isn't. No, yeah. uh, to me, that guy's very shy. Arrogance can be a side of That's what issue. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And also, you know what as well, I will say is that, you know, the one thing that the, the letter writer needs to really be careful about is is expecting or wanting a situation where everybody yeah. in the room is going to be really happy with everybody because that's just not realistic. And so she needs to expect that there's going to be a certain amount of, yeah. you know, Br- bristled hairs yeah, and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just this before I, I give you the listener's question there. Um, <laughs> I'm in my late 20s. I'm in a full-time job that I love. I really, I've worked very hard to get where I am and although it's taken many sacrifices, I'm very <laughs> proud of this and where I am at this moment in my career. Here's where my dilemma is. A few of my friends have decided to go travelling next year before we all turn 30. I don't know whether to go or not. To be honest, it's something I never thought of but I don't want to not go and regret it. I also feel like uh, my peers will judge me if I'm the only one who hasn't gone travelling. Should I go travelling or or go up my gut and stay. I feel like I'd be leaving something I love for the sake of doing something I'm not sure of. See, I, I, I find this one really sad because it sounds to me like in the journey of life, yeah. what the objective is, is for people to find things that they, they like doing and they're content with. Sometimes people find that contentment very fast and sometimes people like me spend the entire life <laughs> journeying from situation to situation like the littlest hobo, hoping that this time they'll find the one thing that gives them some kind of pleasure. But um, I think, look, also... There's a lot of nonsense about going off travelling as if travelling, yeah. you know, is something that's going to be this life-changing experience where you're all going to go backpacking and discover a part of the universe that's never been discovered before, like some, you know, 16th century 
discover her. But the reality of it is you're just going to get on a plane and go to somewhere like Goa or, yeah, or like yeah, yeah. Bali and flip around and flip flops for two weeks, you know, getting sun on your bits. And, and then you come back home again saying you're changed. And you're, okay, Grant, you have a lovely tattoo. Lovely, nice one, Monica. But the reality of it is that this person can do that <laughs> any time in their life ever. They can do it later. Yeah, you, yeah, know, you can. And you'll be able to go nicer places because you'll have a longer career with better wage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean. I mean. I. I think this person has answered their own question in the last line. Um, should I go travelling or go with my gut and stay? I think you always go with your gut yeah. instinct. And if her gut instinct is, and her problem is that it's going completely Against, contrary to yeah. what her friends are saying, and they're Which saying is the real adventure. Yeah. Well. Yes. Exactly. Yes. But you know, to me. You know, yeah. not everybody prioritises travel. And I think it's not even just about exploring places. I think it's also about people think they'll find bits of themselves if they go off yeah. and, you know, live in wherever. Love pray. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but um, I think... Oh, well, I suppose the world will... Well, um, will the world still be there? Who knows? It, it should. <laughs> quite oh, likely oh, God, will. Don't should it be <laughs> it's it's quite likely. It's, yeah. Will we go back now to... I'm nervous. Okay, I'm leaving, gosh. actually. Right. Well, That's not that bad. I'm entering again. Uh, this year we were talking about sex and marriage and the man who hasn't had sex in uh, as good as... Five years. Five years. In 37. I'm sitting here boiling with the crap being given out as advice. <laughs> so having done everything possible to get to the root of the problems and having done everything possible to solve it, the best you can come up with is you need to consider her needs over yours. Why is it always the man's Not fault? over. But we didn't say that. Is there ever a situation where it may possibly, in capital letters, be her fault? It may possibly, but what we did say was, because you weren't obviously listening properly, put on your listening ears. Who says that? <laughs> I want to be Judge Judy. Put on your listening ears. What we did say was, he didn't say in the letter, and we said that, that, that he just said, referred to pregnancy issues yeah. that have lasted for five years. He never said whether they've been explored, whether they've been dealt with medically or psychologically or any other way. And that's what we we're saying. That's where it starts. If all of that is, is sorted and there isn't anything and the fact that she's just decided she's not having sex with them anymore. Well, then, yeah, we did say that, you know, five years is a fierce long time it to is. go without sex and he definitely has a problem. But what we said is the start point of fixing it is to see, you know, see what is going on with his wife. You do make a commitment when you take on a long term relationship to another person. So, you know, it's not just all about you. He may have done that already, but he didn't share that with us if he has done that very, already. Very reasonably put. Yes, yeah, so get back in your yes. box and stop fuming. <laughs> and That's bad for you. Listen properly. Bad for you. Listen properly. You want to add No, no I agree. Definitely. And I think, I think. look, ultimately, the, 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 the strange, difficult part of having uh, an intimate relationship with one other person is that the other person isn't in the mood or available right now. It isn't happening right now with consent. So that's the difficult part, you know? Yeah. So you, you got you to, gotta, you know, work the situation, find out ways to make it happen if it's not happening it's because you haven't communicated each other's point of view properly and if he has communicated to her what his needs are and she's not giving him answers whether it's medical answers or whether it's social uh, psychological answers then then he does have a big problem and then maybe it is the relationship is just foundering and it's but over. I mean there is a history of yeah. women's issues women's problems I'm not getting involved but I just wish it would be fixed that's not good enough that is not True. good enough absolutely True. beautiful advice as always absolutely. Um, <laughs> Barbara Declan thank you both very much You're indeed uh, <laughs> this is the Moncrief show here on Newstalk still to come the power of the paperback Moncrief on Newstalk with Avant Money Money when you need it with Avant Money credit cards. Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.